0: Welcome to The Depth. I'm your host, Carl Thomas, and this episode is Erin Part 2. If you haven't listened to Part 1, go ahead and tune in. This is basically the conclusion of Part 1, so it's the ongoing conversation that we cut into parts for you guys to make it easier to listen. Although it's like a month apart, it's been a month that uh, we didn't record any episode, but we have a lot of episodes in the bank sorry if you took uh, if it took that long to release an episode again i will try my best to release um let's say every two weeks like that it's fair um for me and for you like that you don't have to wait that long for an episode within a month the nba came back and it's been awesome and then of course sad news sadder news um another black man has been shot cruelly by a police officer. And our prayers go to Jacob Blake, um, 29-year-old black man. He survived. View view the footage. Um if you if you look at the footage, I had to put it on my Facebook account. I had to put it on my Instagram account. It was just horrible. It was just someone walking away and just It was, I don't know, it's this world that we live in. I know we have a lot of good in it, but we do have people that do bad things and we need to expose them. Um, That's that's how I see it. Uh, In those notes, uh, we move on to Aaron episode part two. Again, Aaron is an amazing individual. And I really, really hope (laughs) on some positive notes um, that you enjoy this episode. We had a lot, a lot, and a lot of uh, laughter in this episode, so I hope uh, it could cheer some of you guys up. Start the pot.
1: Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG.
0: Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codinege NDG. And welcome to The Depp.
1: The Depp, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. A, a new strange adult face for an 18 or like a 17 year old about to become 18 hmm. is like the last thing they want to see. And I get that. So like, you know, I might see them like later on, but like, uh, like, um, I think that it's really important to build relationships mm-hmm. because like knowing that there might be a lot of trust issues. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I I used to just cook dinner at a group home every other week, actually with the, the street worker at Head & Hands in the mm-hmm. So, like, and there was, everyone's like, are you going to come do a workshop? I'm like, no, there's already the
2: mm-hmm. workshop
1: structure organization, something is obligated, like, a mandatory, mm-hmm. all of that has mm-hmm. been, that's like the institutionalized experience, yeah. Yeah. right? So, it's like, what about me being here and like tell me about your day. I'm like, oh, do you see this apple? It has like the shape of a heart on it. <laughs> like, we can put, like,
0: <laughs> we could discuss about. That. I literally saw <laughs> an apple with the
1: shape of heart of it when I was in a group home. It's <laughs> so, amazing. So, like, you know, just like switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about like, boring stuff, maybe. Yeah,
2: but well, a
0: different like- approach. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying.
1: Just to mm-hmm. diversify what it means to uh, be an adult. Of su- in, in your network of support. Like, it isn't always a mandated thing or mm-hmm. task oriented, mm-hmm. you
2: know? Yeah, I think that is like, um, well, our program is for 18 to 25 year olds because um, we want people who are kind of living the experience um, to be able to access the resources uh, that they need. And we also, yeah, based on what you're saying, like, we don't want to emulate the group home setting. Um, we know that, like, there's a lot of force programming that takes place. And, you know, a lot of youth will tune that out because there's nothing worse than doing a budgeting program than doing one when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, mm-hmm. we want to be able to just kind of, like, provide them with the things that they need, um, that they think they need and that they ask for, as well as to providing a space that's, like, just a little more normative. Like, not everything has to be clinical. Not everything nice. has to be a workshop. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up sometimes is trial and error, too. Like, there's no... Like, there's no planning for everything, you know, and I think that sometimes we overanalyze these youth and their experiences, and it becomes too institutionalized, you know, like, I think that's where a lot of the kids uh, that are winding up aging out of care, like, they avoid a lot of structure for a while, because everything's been so structured. For sure, they just want that
0: freedom, right? Yeah,
2: so once they're young adults, and they're kind of out on their own, like, there's a hesitancy to Mm -hmm. approach different organizations, even if they are there to help you, you know, and... I'm not going to be surprised if there's hesitancy in even like attending this program because there's that fear of being set up and that fear of like, you know, being forced to do something yeah. you don't want to do. Walk and, like, in.
0: Okay, guys, sit yeah, down. You're and 18. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. forced
2: yeah. to be on your own. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're forced to go into another program. Yeah. It's like, no, no, if I'm doing this I'm doing this on my own, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna come back and just all of a sudden be like reinstitutionalized. So um I respect that, and I'm hoping that for those that need it. They're going to come and like, hopefully we'll be able to just help them out with whatever it is that they want. Like, I moved to Montreal when I was 19 oh, and okay. I didn't know anybody. And I kind of, I moved, I visited at 18 to see a friend and I was like, very romantic. You fell in love like with the, the city? Yeah. The staircases, which were amazing yeah. to me. The which, staircases? Yeah. I, I never moved to <laughs> <a> couch up <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. So I was it's like, true, wow. <laughs> you are like, yeah,
0: I came. I've been, it was yeah. beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah Montreal
0: in the summer is gorgeous it's gorgeous
1: my summer photos are me in the city yeah Yeah.
2: so yeah I came here and I was like I moved here just like with staircases in my head being like this beautiful (laughs) (laughs) like I never thought about moving stuff up them it was very like I like I've I've dealt with that now and now when I see them when I look at a place I'm like that is very spirally and I don't know if I want that we're like (laughs) 10 years ago I was like give me the most spirally stairs (laughs) these are practical um, oh my
1: God.
2: But I had to navigate the services here as an Anglophone that was like, you know, 1,500 kilometers from home mm. um, and kind of had a knapsack and that was it. I was just like, I'm here, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm doing it anyway. And I noticed that there is like a lot of issues accessing services for English speakers. Although I had some French, it's one thing to hold a conversation and another to you know, ask someone for help, or read paperwork, or, like, navigate <laughs> kind of institutional supports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely feel like there is a need for that here. Even just having someone to talk to to help talk you through it, you know? Like, not everybody is well-versed in bureaucracy, and, like, for me, that is, like, unfortunately now, like, well, fortunately, one of my strengths. It was a very long, boring road to get there, oh, but I'm boy, I'm able me. to kind of deal with paperwork, <laughs> like, I'll help my friends with their taxes or like their issues, you know, cause I've like, I've been able to finesse it for so long that I can like, I'm not scared of it anymore. I'm like, Hey, give me like all of your files. I will, will figure this out. You know, I'll navigate this website for you. So I want to use that strength nice. to help um, individuals that might not be able to for whatever ad- reason, like be able to navigate these systems, whether it's a language barrier or something else. Um, And, yeah, so I think that's important because I definitely, I got help from Pops Don La Rue when I first moved here because Mm -hmm. they were one of the only English-speaking organizations that i found.
0: Say that again. Uh,
2: Pops Pops, Don La Rue.
0: Pops Pops Don La Rue. Yeah, so, like, I'd
2: go in there every once in a while and be like, I have questions just about pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Like, how Mm -hmm. do I start my life here? How do I access this and that? And the workers there were awesome because, for one, they were, like, English, and they were able to talk to me and kind of, like, guide me so that I was able to like find the things I need. Cause when you're here and you're young and you're kind of looking everything up, it's like one thing to just Google healthcare, but then it's another, you know, and get sent all of these like forums and have to navigate these Mm -hmm. websites. It's another to have somebody be able to like sit down with you and be like, what is it you're looking for? Don't worry about this. Yeah. And kind of tell you what it is you need to do. Like what you can, like what you don't need to do. Like I find the information out there is very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and can really, um, Become confusing for a lot of people. So like I think having our service at head and hands, where they we do help, although we're a bilingual institution, like we very much do support anglophone communities and we're able to help kind of them navigate the resources that are out there, which I think is important. Because yeah, like my lived experience of being young in Quebec was definitely like there was a lot to take in all at once. And I'm very happy that I found an organization that was able to kind of like just point me in the right direction. Um,
1: and, and you're lucky that your lived experience and you said the first organization was Popstone still there, but you asked for help because I could also see, I'm not saying like, I could also see someone going through this institutionalized experience, having major trust issues mm-hmm. and like not wanting to ask for help at all. And then you can get like super isolated. Yeah. Very isolated, you know, and like not have access to the ID once you don't, once you don't have a ID.
0: You deal with that a Yo, lot. Eh?
1: birth certificates. I, I I feel that the majority
0: of your clientele every time we speak is is like they don't have ID. Well, Carl, they don't have ID. No,
1: but it's like uh-huh. you're moving for instance. Say yeah. Whether there's two reasons why people they either move because they want to or they have to, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so if you have to move and you're 18 and you have a garbage bag, it
2: just takes a whole, like, he's teaching you organizational skills. Mm -hmm. You're couch hopping or something, you're living out of a knapsack, like, I have so many friends that have been, like, stuck in almost perpetual limbo because Mm -hmm. they lost their wallet or their bag was stolen and now all of a sudden they're like, I don't have any proof to prove who I am to get what I need, you know, and it took some of them years to find the, like, one organization that's like, we'll help you get ID without this, but, like, you have to like pretty much you'll just run into the right person two years down the road and they're like go here and then you're like why can't i find this information you know yeah so it is tricky and like it's a huge one and um yeah i actually it's i didn't even know about pops at all and i only went there because there is a person in Vancouver that was like oh pop socks you should probably check out that place like there's punks there and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) I'll go there I had no idea what it was but it was the only place like there was English on the website and I was like okay I'll go there and just ask some questions. So I wasn't even necessarily looking to like ask for help because I I do struggle with that mm-hmm. and I did when I was younger. There's a sense of pride, mm-hmm. like if you're forced to do things on your own well, this, a lot, the pseudo independence, right? Like, like you've been I'm independent, I was cool.
0: Oh, I'm that way. Yeah, like I'm that way, 100. percent Yeah, you're like, yeah. but you're
2: forced into it, right? So sometimes too, you overlook these like very serious things going on because you're like, mm. I'm fine. Like your house is on fire, but you're not going to ask for help because you're just like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. it's like it's <laughs> yeah, it's been on fire before like this part of the house is fine the rest of it's burning we're good you know like maybe once it gets over here we'll talk about it but um
0: we saying that i'll figure it out that's yeah. that's my word like i'll figure it out yeah you're and in I'm- trouble I'll, I'll figure it out, Don't Don't out. But. yeah yeah but. for I sure got this. I on got one this.
2: hand it's like an amazing like the life skills that you get like fending for yourself and being independent important but there you lack some as well or you lose some because of like the lack of trust that you might have asking for help you know like And the only person you know to rely on is yourself, Mm. which is great. Like, that's important. You can only do so much. And you can only, um, you know, navigate so much and, like, ask for so much before, like, you realize that, like, maybe you're not the only person for the job. Like, there's independence and dependence, but, like, interdependence is super important. And learning how to navigate relationships with people where, like, it's give and take. Like, that's what I found was nice when I wound up. You know, finding services that were there for me. People were asking like, what is it you need right now? What are your goals? And so I was able to kind of be that's like, awesome. you know, I wasn't so much asking for help. It was like, I want to do these things. And they're like, well, you should check this out. And then I was, like, maybe I will. And then, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like, I that felt, dance. yeah, oh. I felt, um, yeah, supported. Yeah, yeah. Exactly,
0: like, exactly. Exactly. Right.
1: Maybe. My
2: independence. Yeah. Yeah. But then things worked out and I was like, wow. Thank you so much for like you know just kind of like pushing me along because at the time too I was like I'm 19 I'm an adult and I look back and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I was yeah. such a little a youngin you know <laughs> just yeah. out 19, there in the world being like I know so what I'm young. doing so oh my and it's yeah I feel that so um as much as things were awesome and everything worked out fine like I'm happy that I was able to find Kind of like services that were able to at least like point me in the right direction Mm. Um, or, you know, help me print a resume or two when I was trying to find work. Just somewhere that I could drop into and be familiar with and like, you know, continue on with my job search and apartment search and everything. So
0: this podcast is brought to you by Prevention Codenege NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe now to the Debt Podcast on iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud. And please. Give us a five star rating.
1: Aside from like the French aspect here in Quebec, what are some um, things that you've noticed that are unique to youth services in Quebec? Aside from
2: the, um, mm-hmm. well, I only have the lived experience yeah, of being yeah, yeah. in Mo- or Vancouver, but um, I do know there's like several of our provinces have like a uh, provincial organizations that are supporting like either alumni from care or youth that are still in youth protection uh quebec has care jeunesse now which is amazing and it's like a- is that
1: government is that not that-
2: care jeunesse is a independent organization that's run by and for youth in care and there's just in the starting phase which is beautiful because i noticed compared to a lot of provinces that there just really isn't anything specifically for youth in care like there doesn't appear to be any outside like outside of care jeunesse which is fairly recent um there's not much going on and so i was kind of surprised yeah so it's a,
1: not-for-profit.
2: Yeah, okay. it's a not-for-profit. So it's not-for-profit um and so they like work just as like an advocacy group for youth and care and like again they're like premise two is to like help break isolation to kind of have like um access help access resources and help kind of give youth a voice that came from youth in Care um so that was the biggest thing i guess when i moved here i uh kind of was looking for all of these resources because in bc there's like so many Mm. um and i realized that there's just not much going on here so that i'm happy to be a part of something that's changing that Mm. um i remember being at concordia and i saw these posters being like are you from foster care you should check this out and i was like Been years since I've, like, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. I didn't go to school for a while. So I kind of faded back, like, being somebody who was very much in the um, institutions, even surrounding youth and care in Vancouver. I moved here and kind of just became like anonymous again. And so I was kind of back in that situation where I was like the only foster kid that I knew. Mm. I was alone. I was the only person I really knew in Quebec, period. I didn't know anyone when I moved here. So I was just like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm going to figure it out. And then once i went back to school like i saw this poster and i was like oh okay i have a lead now and so then i started meeting people and realized that like there were little projects that were starting to pop up now and um i'm excited to be a part of them so that's i think the biggest thing like things everything's just starting to pop off in quebec now as far as like realizing that we need services for youth who are Mm -hmm. aging out of care i mean we need services for youth in care as well but we'd have to start somewhere and i think the urgency is for youth who are aging out of the system because when that's the
1: government is no longer your guardian.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> when like a lot of the sports you have, like change, right? And it's a big step. Like it's a huge milestone and it's something that like youth face all over like North America. Like, but the age is different. Like in Vancouver it's nineteen. Um and mm-hmm. I do think the difference between eighteen and nineteen is like pretty big. Um, But even then, I think we've extended it up to 21 now. I think Calgary does it until 21, 22, or at least they have uh, monetary supports for youth. And so I think, yeah, we really need to realize that there is, like, unfortunately, having a care experience is um, common for people that wind up falling through the cracks, you know, and winding up. In situations that could have been avoided had they had more supports, you know. And I don't think it's ever the fault of the individuals. I think it's a fault of just like not having enough services to help. Um, because yeah, we do have services to support individuals that might be like at risk of being on the street or dealing with mental health services, but there really is like, you know youth aging out of our care systems like need specialized support like it's Mm -hmm. hard to just like have them age out and then be like okay just go finds you know like we don't want to send them to like a men's homeless shelter you know like there needs to be something before that like there needs to be Mm -hmm. more of like a transitional support so that we don't wind up just having to deal with like the adverse effects of not having you know supports to help you float you know a lot of people have their families to rely on for a while Mm, and you know for youth like once you you stop calling your social worker who do you call you kind of just like you have to hope that you've built these relationships and that you know enough services to support you but like the reality is if you're couch surfing or if you don't have a fixed address and you don't have a computer like where are you supposed to go and what are you supposed to do you know and so i think we need to start realizing that we need to put more funding into these like into programs that help you know ease the transition and like housing too we need more housing initiatives for young people as well because they are being displaced like i've been looking for housing just for fun like i love Cruzy craigslist and kijiji just to like house shop even though i'm not moving and it's getting wild it's like the makes no sense yeah yeah in the last 10 years like
0: you can't live by yourself anymore it's basically that mm,
2: everything's doubled even just places where it's like Somewhat out of the way. There's like mm-hmm. four and a halfs for like two thousand five hundred dollars, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, not yeah, even yeah. The, the, the yeah price, and that's by like Jolie Ker Metro. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. By Jolie yeah. Ker Metro, I yeah. saw one, and that's and that's like a fifteen. It, it's down. slowly why? Why? well
0: in NDG. It's slowly becoming really the norm. Does. I know that's my point. Uh, yeah, why no,
2: Jolie <laughs> Kerr I think that's um that's Villamard. Oh, sorry. Which okay, is no, still no, like I'm that. That but it's it's so far.
0: It's so far.
2: It's, but on the east side too like oh, it's if you want to live out past dollars for four and a half here, yeah, here and not even here like, in
0: ndg like a four and a half now is is like 1200 yeah like and it's not luxurious it's not no. it's just the norm it's slowly becoming the norm and
2: people are getting oh, illegally well, evicted yeah, like, too like, yeah so have,
1: like,
0: yeah yeah good things. point yeah. Yeah. but yeah.
1: and that's another thing like the the vancouver and like the torontonians they're coming to montreal yeah mm-hmm. you know and like housing when
0: they come in are, a are you guys pop. saying oh price oh this is a great price no,
2: see, i definitely know. did like yeah. i don't know <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, like all my friends are struggling in vancouver price. i'm lucky to still have an affordable apartment but like yeah. everyone's getting illegally evicted like there's a bunch of issues in verdun too now where people are just like like companies are buying up these properties Mm -hmm. and evicting people and then like fixing the toilet and tripling rents and people don't know they have rights to counter that. So like it is like an ongoing problem. And that's the thing with Vancouver and Toronto, everyone in Montreal compares it. They're like, well, it's not Vancouver. It's not Toronto. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, inflation exists and it's normal for prices to go up a little bit, but like rent has more than doubled in the last like 10 years I've been here. And not because like these apartments are like, luxurious, you know, like people are getting like I saw a basement suite in St. Henry and I was like, oh a two bedroom for nine hundred dollars. That's like not too bad. There was no windows. The ceiling was like six feet and it was unfinished. I was like, oh that makes sense. The window was like one foot by like five inches. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I saw the price and I was like, oh there's still some good and then I looked and I was like I couldn't live in that. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Guys we have to wrap it up <laughs> amazing conversation i feel that we could keep going for hours Yeah. um any last words that you want to plug in for your program or for the people listening
2: yeah um so moving forward with care debuts tomorrow I'm um go. i'm excited tomorrow which so is
0: which is the date of
2: tuesday march 10th okay. um i believe i said that with like such conviction, necessity. but it's I'm pretty necessity. sure tomorrow <laughs> I'm like freaking out. Um, I'm just so nervous. So, um, it's from five to eight. Our age, uh, age mandate is 18 to 25. But like, if you're a youth who's experiencing, if you're about to age out from care, like, we're not going to turn you away, but mm. like our services are primarily for youth that are on the verge of or, or currently experiencing being aged out. Um, there's going to be pizza. Um, and yeah, so from there, it's going to be every two weeks, we're going to be updating our Instagram page to remind individuals. Um, we also have flyers up at Head & Hands and in different organization like organizations around the city.
1: Like at my desk. Yeah. Are-
2: like you two are super supportive. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants more information, you're more than welcome to contact Head & Hands and through them myself. Um, yeah, I'd love to meet more people and kind of see where this program goes with the youth direction that we're hoping will take place.
0: Perfect. And we'll leave like all the details in the details, in the yeah. details section. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank okay, you.